1: Hey, you guys. Welcome back to the show. It's Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. where talk is fun. Steve is going to prove that point right now with the following subject matter.
2: Bed rotting. Have you heard of bed rotting?
1: I don't believe I have. Mike, have you? Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right.
2: So, I don't know how new it is. It's been around for a little bit, I guess. Okay. Gen Zers are big into this. You'll see it on TikTok, stuff like that. Bed rotting is essentially Donna. Just the art of laying in bed all day. Okay. Like a determination of I'm gonna stay here. Okay. I'm gonna lay in bed by choice, thereby quote unquote rotting there. And I see that's my version of self care. Uh I just need more self care right now.
1: I need more me time. I'm so
2: stressed because like my first job, I'm working these 20 hours a week.
1: (laughs) And I'm just, (laughs) you know,
2: they just, they just need a break. No, we love Uh, our Gen Zers. We're kidding. We do. But they say that what it is, is it is an intentional, it's intentional, slow living. Or the philosophy that rather than succumbing to societal pressure to take part in a fast paced way of life, that instead you slow down. And you focus on appreciating the little things in your day that you might otherwise overlook. Um, as one TikToker says, it's like the end of optimization. It's anti-productivity because you are wasting away under a blanket and the nothingness <laughs> is your best life.
1: It's so dumb. <laughs>
2: um. So they there was a little article uh, that I saw on purewow.com. Oh,
1: I love that site.
2: What's your favorite feature that they do that oh, site you know, specifically?
1: Oh, God. What's the one that they do every Thursday, I think? can't remember.
2: But the Thursday post. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. I just checking. I didn't know if you were BSing me, but you passed that test with flying cars. <laughs> they talked to two experts, a New York-based uh, neuropsychologist and school psychologist, uh, Dr. Sanam Hafiz. As well or, as Love well as well stay out of this, as well yeah. as Dr. Jared Bronstein, who is a board certified internist with Medical Offices of Manhattan. That sounds like a fake place. Yeah, it you does. <laughs> <laughs> where did you? Where did you work prior to this, doctor? Um, uh, uh, ma- medical, medical Offices of uh, Manhattan. <laughs> yeah, right. That's right. Uh, you've been there. Anyway, they essentially say, "Look." We get what they're trying to do with the whole bed rotting thing. They're trying to just slow down, decompress, anti-productivity, anti-rise and grind. That being said, if you if you do have mental health struggles or if you are you know dealing with some form of uh, depression or something like that, mm-hmm. they suggest laying around all day. Probably not the best thing because what's going to happen is you're more likely to lay there and think about the thing that is stressing you out right. in the first place and or you're more likely to... Open up your phone and start scrolling and maybe doom scrolling or comparison scrolling, yep, all these yep, kind of things. Yep. And so they say, get up, get up and get active.
1: Get some fresh air. Go for a walk.
2: Bench press.
1: Grab a friend. Bench press. <laughs> this <is> very frantic. <laughs> oh,
2: sorry. It's just, I meant Go to say for a walk. Get some
1: fresh air. Bench press. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, you're already turning into a meathead.
2: I do sense it. <laughs> I do. I'm sta- I am starting to get a little bit a little bit broy. Yeah. I got my creatine. I got, got my protein, my pre energy drink.
1: Pocket.
2: Okay, that's an invisalign tray. It's not all skull right. mint snuff. How dare you? <laughs> um but I I, I I thought it was an interesting take because we think that we are caring for ourselves by slowing down, and I'm all for I love relaxation. You know what I realize I love? You know what I hate. Never wonder. I really love (laughs) reflecting. I really like sitting down and then like specifically with my children, I like to then like, let's go out to the patio and let's sit, see the nature and fresh air and hear the birds. And then let's talk about a thing that we did like to reflect, you know, there's the old saying about journaling. We write to taste life twice. And I sense oh, a little bit of never that, heard that with reflecting. Like, I just real, I, I just, just dawned on me last week. I thought, I really value reflection. Thinking about the thing that happened. And I don't know if that's innately positive, innately negative, or neutral, and can go either way, depending on how you use it. But I really like, especially putting on some music and then thinking. Let's let's, let's retell some stories. You remember when we did this? I don't know.
1: That's lovely.
2: So, I, I why I went on that aside was... I'm a big fan of relaxing, and often I really prioritize it too highly, where I'm like, oh, I want to get to the point of the night where I can just kick my feet up, crack it open, and just chill for the rest of the night. Um, but I've heard a lot of good proponents, and hearing from these two fake doctors, talk about it. No, I'm kidding. They're real. They're great. We love them. Everything's great. But right. the, the art of activity you know, like get in motion, do stuff. Do stuff. I was just talking with a guy yesterday. Gosh, thanks for these follow-up questions.
1: You're so welcome.
2: About, I um, actually
1: left for five minutes and came back. You yeah. didn't even notice.
2: You're hearing an artificial intelligence version <laughs> of Donna right now. But I was talking with this guy yesterday, and he was talking about um, the the cold plunge. And now look, we've all seen the cold plunge. Uh, we've seen the bros on Instagram, like here's why I cold plunge. I tried doing the cold showers for a little while. But he started talking about it and he was like, hey, we're gonna do this thing where we're gonna do this plunge, happen in August, blah, blah, blah. But he went at it with this holistic approach, which I kind of liked. He said, you know, our in our like DNA, there there is a response that happens when we are in these cold tubs, that your body, your your, your like the biochemistry in your body starts to change. And he was making the argument that it goes back to sort of how we were originally created right now we just want to work and then we want to retire and relax whereas he's saying if we lean into the discomfort of life your body actually starts to like change on a biochemistry level yeah okay so that you are better Hmm, suited for the challenges of life so so the the water is very symbolic the cold plunge is symbolic of he said if you just fell into like an icy lake You could die. You're not prepared for it. You could freeze up and it could go really poorly. Whereas when you do it knowingly and you jump into the cold thing, knowing it's going to be painful, you survive and your body starts to react in a pretty positive way and you get this dopamine release. And he was making the argument that in life, when we just try to avoid any kind of struggle, Yes, yeah. yes, change, yeah. um, struggle, pain, discomfort, nervousness, fear. Then when it happens, it's like you've fallen into the cold water, and you're just like, crap, i got to get back to shore. Oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, yeah. I hate this. Yeah. Whereas if you condition yourself through physical exercises, like the cold plunge, then when you see the discomfort, you you don't accidentally fall into it. You know it's going to be cold, and you're like, I am knowingly, willingly going to go into that.
1: Because I bet there are
2: good things that are going to happen as a result.
1: Yeah. Are you high? I
2: might be. We have quite a weekend. (laughs) Quite a weekend at the old Patterson. Uh, That's lovely. So I'm going to do it, I think.
1: All right. Well, we're out of time. Are we going to talk about music? We're supposed to. Give me a beat. It's time to talk music. There you go. He's still playing it. That's nice. I think squeeze in one music story. And then we'll we'll continue on the back end. Um, Swifties apparently uh it caused seismic activity that is the equivalent of a 2.3 magnitude earthquake.
2: This is the chatter of my children this weekend. Do you know Taylor Swift caused an earthquake? Really? And then the other one's like, "No, you can't cause an earthquake." I was like, "Well, it could register on the Richter yeah. scale."
1: Uh Washington State seismologist Jackie Kaplan Auerbach Examined uh, wave data from a station located outside of Lumen Field in Seattle.
2: I love it there.
1: Where she performed concerts on the 22nd, uh, well, it says July 22nd and July 22nd as part of her Eras tour. And they found that at the stadium on those nights, it was, like I said, 2.3 magnitude. Crazy. Crazy. And then the activity at the stadium on those, uh, I'm sorry, um, they collected 10 hours of data where rhythm controlled the behavior, the music, the speakers, the beat, all that energy. Give me the beat! Can uh, drive into the ground and shake it. Shake it off. Nice. Thank you. Anyway, that's amazing, huh?
2: That's crazy. Yeah, my daughter, 12 years old, she was like, it would have been so cool to have been there. To say you were a part of like the Taylor
1: Swift earthquake. I think it would kind of, well, she's right. She's right. That would be kind of cool. But I also think that level of noise would be so annoying after a while. You, you're, you're not even listening to her sing anymore. It's like the audience singing along. Anyway, but they said that this beat out like the Seahawks fans. Oh, Aren't yeah. they the 12th man or yes. whatever? Yeah, 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 very loud. Yeah. So huh. that's amazing. Thank you. And by the way, all the stars that have been at Swift shows, crazy, 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 crazy. We'll uh, link this story up online so you could read it yourself. Thank you. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, When we
2: come back, Lady Gaga had a really beautiful tribute to Tony Bennett on her social. So we'll let you hear that. And then uh, Teresa Guidici.
1: Oh, boy. Judice or Guidici? Kudici.
2: I was just trying to Kui. mess with you Goudici you Goudici
1: Judice. Teresa Judice calls this person the rudest celebrity she has ever met
2: We'll clap as we go to break on my talk <laughs> Hey friends, what's up? It's Stevie Boy from My Nothing. Buddies Over Hey Donna, actually talking to the here. listener, not you Thank oh, you so much for on the radio My friend's over at the Canopy Group uh, They're doing it up right You know how? I'll tell you how They're covering all sorts of people and saving them all sorts of money. Think about this. There are 234 cities in Minnesota with populations over 2,500 people. The Canopy Group has clients in all but seven of those 234 cities. Why am I telling you? Well, because the Canopy Group's experience in all of these Minnesota cities gives them a really unique edge in giving you the best home and auto insurance coverage at the best price. Remember, the Canopy Group, they offer 16 insurance companies for a reason to match your specific situation, including where you live with uh with their insurance provider so that they can figure out what's the best situation for you they will check in on your insurance each and every year to make sure that you are still are getting the best coverage at the best price by the way this service doesn't cost you anything it's free you're just going to save money like lots of money average customers save over 800 bucks when they make the switch to the canopy group thecanopygroup.com hello welcome
1: back Thank you for listening. It's Donna and Steve on my talk one oh seven one. Everything entertainment. I don't know. I had a malfunction. What do you want? What
2: would you say? I missed it. Nothing. Nice. Don't Thank worry you. about it. Pleasure to serve alongside you, Donna.
1: Thank you. And I, you. You too, Mike. Thanks.
2: Hey, Mike. Hong Kong. You as well. Hong Kong. You didn't have to bring a a guy like me who had no radio experience when they teamed us up. That's true. And you did it. You made a risky choice. And by that, I mean, they made the choice for you. You had at least three other people that you specifically asked for in front of me. That's a true story. (laughs) But they stuck you with me, (laughs) Donna. If you missed that, when we celebrate our fifth anniversary back in January when the freaking place went nuts... Donna specifically asked for other people to co-host the show with her. Even though I had already been appearing on the show for like two years with Steve O'Clock, you still were like, yeah, so I'm kind of familiar with his work.
1: (laughs) I know, it wasn't that. It wasn't that. We were just so different. So different. And honestly, this is such a different show than it was when I did it with other people. We're not talking about Real Housewives anymore.
2: Were you guys talking about that?
1: Absolutely. Fashion.
2: Occasionally we'll dabble.
1: We'll dabble. We'll dabble. We're We're dabblers. We're not
2: fashion experts. We dabble.
1: We're dabblers. Um, Speaking of Real Housewives, so I thought this was interesting. A lot of these Real Housewives have podcasts or they participate in podcasts. And Teresa Judice from the Real Housewives of New Jersey is one of those people. You know, she's the one who did a little time.
2: Yes. Yeah, yeah, right.
1: Because her husband, Joe, had a little shady business and she got pulled into it. And I I don't know what she was guilty of and what she wasn't. But anyway, she's out. She remarried. Her husband got deported uh, to Italy. Anyway, so she was doing this. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this
2: is Chris Jenner,
1: LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends.
2: Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel.
1: Podcast. And she recalled an incident from 2017 where she and Sofia Vergara were doing a talk show. Sure. They were at the same place. And apparently, their people, their, their publicists, were chatting together. And Teresa's publicist was like, oh, let's do a picture together with Sophia and Teresa. And she overheard Sophia say um, something like, why, why are you making me take a picture with this lady? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> And she said, Teresa said of Sofia Vergara, I saw her whole demeanor. And then I heard her, you know, say that. And I was like, excuse me? I did not want a picture with you. I never asked to take a picture with you. So then, of course, you know, Teresa's getting defensive. Like, "Um, excuse me, how rude. And she started saying things like, she's so not a humble person. She forgets where she came from. And then she was saying, like, really weird things like... Um, she's not a down to earth person. she should be. she's an immigrant. She's like, I'm so not a fan of hers i I can't stand her. Sorry. So she just says that she's rude.
2: Wow, okay.
1: that's taking it real personal.
2: That is. I also just saw this top picture that they have of uh Teresa Judice. Yeah, um those are some fool lips.
1: They sure are Steve.
2: Wow. And they did not always appear to be that full if you scroll down and look at other photographs.
1: You are correct, Steve.
2: Huh. That That is something.
1: You do you, Teresa. Personally, when it starts to look like you had work done, I'm kind of like, okay, we don't need the balloon lips.
2: Yeah, we don't need to be concerned if you're having a reaction. <laughs> right. I would say always stop just short of...
1: <laughs> did you get stunned by a bee?
2: Remember Martin Short in Pure Luck? Stung by a bee as
1: well. Like, saw it. oh
2: it's funny. I just remember that scene as a kid. I knew nothing about that movie. But it was a funny scene. Anyway. Anyway, we wish them both the best. Yes, we do.
1: Yes, we do indeed. Thank you. Hey, All Lady
2: right. Gaga paid tribute to oh. Tony Bennett, which I thought was really nice. What's um, interesting
1: about this is I was with a friend this weekend and she was like, Don't you think it's weird that Lady Gaga has not said one thing about Tony Bennett? Oh boy. And I was like, I bet she's trying to figure out what to say is what I was thinking, like, she wants to be thoughtful in what she says.
2: Well, she really was um, thoughtful, too. I will read you a little bit of what Lady Gaga had to say. Remember, she and Tony Bennett, they did their duets together, everybody loved them. Uh, So she said, I will miss my friend forever. I will miss singing with him, recording with him, talking with him, being on stage together. I thought this was cool. She said, with Tony, I got to live my life in a time warp. Hmm. Tony and I had this magical power. We transported ourselves to another era, modernized the music together, and gave it all new life as a singing duo. But it wasn't an act. Our relationship was very real. Sure, he taught me about music, about showbiz life, but he also showed me how to keep my spirits high and my head screwed on straight. Straight ahead, he'd say. He was an optimist he believed in quality work and quality life plus there was the gratitude tony was always grateful he served in world war ii marched with martin luther king jr and sang jazz with the greatest singers and players in the world we had a very long and powerful goodbye Mm. though there were five decades between us he was my friend my true friend Our age difference didn't matter. In fact, it gave us each something neither of us had with most people. We were from two different stages in the life entirely inspired. Losing Tony to Alzheimer's has been painful, but it was also really beautiful. Lady Gaga says, an era of memory loss is such a sacred time in a person's life. There's such a feeling of vulnerability and a desire to preserve dignity. Uh, And all I wanted for Tony was to remember how much I loved him and how grateful I was to have him in my life.
1: She says something really lovely that is a great lesson for all of us towards the end of that article. And she said, um, I would say, don't discount your elders. Mm. Don't leave them behind when things change. Don't flinch when you feel sad. Just keep going straight ahead. Sadness is part of it. Mm. Take care of your elders and I promise you will learn something special. Isn't that beautiful? That's great. Yeah. She said maybe even magical.
2: So those are the words of Lady Gaga, um, looking back on the life of Tony Bennett, who passed away last week. We will return. We're going to return with a game. That's what we do every day at 1030 on the Don and Steve Experience. If you would like to play, you can call us 651-641-1071. Bet on me or Donna. Bet on the right person. You'll win a prize. That game is next.
1: Who love TV? My Talk one zero seven one.
0: Take a look at your forecast. It's brought to you this time by Right at Home. Passionate about helping older adults live safely in their home. Check out Right at Home and use that keyword, Paul. Today, mostly sunny and warmer. Still not humid, though. 86 going to be the high tonight. Clear, warm, and drops down to 69. And then for tomorrow, partly to mostly sunny, warm, and a bit more humid as we'll get up to 88 for the day tomorrow. Right now, it's 77 and sunny here at My Talk. My Talk.
1: Thanks for listening. It's Donna. It's Steve on My Talk 1071, where talk is fun and we play a game. It's time to go to college. College, college. It's time to attend the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. It's like Quiz Ball. Three trivia questions to find out who's smarter. Donna Donna's a smart one Or Steve His brain ain't right, but it's fun
0: And here's your host The Big Zamboni, Zamboni. I want to see how smart you are We'll find that out with the College of Pop Culture knowledge Today it is brought to you by 191 Virtual Academy You can Google 191 Virtual Academy to learn more about supporting your child's passion and purpose uh, It's the last day of July Now July was National Watercolor Month or something And I thought colors And I saw what our prize was today, which, by the way, if the caller wins today, they're going to be getting a pretty cool prize heading to a movie screening, and uh, I'll have details on that, but it has a very colorful uh, title to it. There we go. It's a pair of movie passes to advance screening of Red, White, and Royal Blue, and that's going to be on Wednesday, August 9th at Showplace Icon Theater. Sweet. So, in the vein of all that color, we are going to be doing songs, uh, colorful music today.
1: Ooh, I like it. So, every
0: song is going to have color too much. nice oh this is my love wheelhouse
1: yes. yeah we've got
0: sasha on
2: the line to play with us today
1: hi sasha hi how are you good how are you We're
2: good. good sasha uh where are you calling us from
1: from oakdale
2: oh that's where that's where it goes down oakdale in the house yeah, um
1: love me some oak
2: what are you what okay I don't, um <laughs> what do you what, what's planned for you after this game
1: um waiting for my daughter to wake up
2: Oh man, you got a teenager?
1: No, I have a nineteen
2: month old. Oh my! That's gosh. why you're. you're keeping
1: That's it why, yeah, quiet. your voice is
2: kind of low. I was trying to figure out what's going on in your world. You have a nineteen month old, and any moment while they're asleep is like, like the the time version of gold. Yeah. Okay. Got oh, it. Well, okay. God love you. Um, okay. Our topic today: songs with color in the title. Uh, would you like to team up with Donna or? Steve. You
1: can go
2: with Steve. That's my girl. Okay. Donna, give me I a will favor. be back. Go get us a little bit of candy. Okay. All right. We come back in some fun, chewy stuff. Something exciting. All right. All right. She'll do that. And then, uh, all right, I'm going to try and win this for you and your little one. Donna, could you take it? You. Your... Wow, listen to that ring. You don't hear <laughs> that ring a lot anymore. Okay, Donna's slowly leaving me off. There we go. All right, bye. All We're right. ready, Mike.
0: Sasha's on hold. We're
2: going to go today.
0: Colorful music, our category. <sighs> For today, let's get it started with this one here. Aerosmith had a top 40 song that shares a name with a three-time Grammy winner. Thanks to a recent movie, Lizzo is now climbing the charts with a song with the same title. Pass. The Beatles' Pink. The Beatles' film and song about an underwater craft. Yellow submarine. Creedence Clearwater Revival had five number two hits, including this song about a California tributary.
2: Um, a tributary, yellow, red river, um, uh, orange Creek tributary. Um, shoot. This is not great guys. Creedence
0: Clearwater revival had five number two hits, including this song about a California tributary. All right. Did you actually <sighs> say the last thing you said? I think was, what'd you say? forget orange Creek or something orange creek i know something like right. yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> i don't have a recollection all right sasha so we're gonna miserable. bring you back up here you heard steve's uh-huh.
0: answers how did you feel about uh, his answers for those questions
2: um the first one i think you said was pink right? he said
0: pink for the first one yep okay the second then- the second one was the beatles film and song about their underwater craft he said yellow submarine and finally, and then, sorry, go ahead. Third,
2: I have no idea for the third one.
0: Creedence Clearwater Revival had five number two hits, including this song about a California tributary. You say stick with his Orange Creek. Yeah, the Red River sounded better, but... Well, you can change it to that if
2: you'd like. Um, sure. Okay, you're going to change it to Red River. All right. I like good. it because, Let's... you know, I know that they're both wrong, but I think Red River sounds like it actually <laughs> could have been a song as opposed to, and now here's CCR <laughs> performing Orange Creek. <laughs> All right,
1: Donna.
2: She's coming in. All right, Donna's coming in. Hey, Dee Dee. Oh, you got the Swede. Swedish fish. All right.
1: All right, you sound a little too happy.
2: Nope. No, it was not good. All right. It really wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) It was a bad experience (laughs) for us. All I'm right,
0: done. Donna, you ready to do this? Again, I don't it know. is uh, colorful music. I should mention, uh, Steve's got a bit of a lead now, six point lead, 79 73. But that could be do- brought down to one if you have a big week here, Donna. <laughs> yes. It could be. We could, definitely. Yeah. Let's get it started with colorful music. Here we go. Aerosmith had a top 40 song that shares a name with a three time Grammy winner. Thanks to a recent movie, Lizzo is now climbing the charts with a song with the same name. Pink. The Beatles film and song about their underwater craft.
1: Yellow Submarine. Creedence Clearwater
0: Revival had 5 number 2 hits including this song about a California tributary.
1: Cool oo black water, keep on moving Mississippi on on it. Black water? Black water.
0: Okay. Feeling good with that?
1: Not really. I don't know what you said.
0: you got seven seconds left. All right, here we go. Let's run through these answers. We'll start with the first one. You both felt pretty confident about Pink. Yeah. That's because it's right. She's a three-time Grammy winner. Of course, Aerosmith had that song. Yeah, was Pink good. Pink is my favorite color. And now Lizzo climbing the charts with Pink. So good. The second one, Beatles film and song about their underwater craft. That indeed... It's Yellow Submarine. Two for two. You guys are crushing it. Creedence Clearwater Revival, here's the third one, had five number two hits, including this song about a California tributary. Steve originally said Red River, changed it to Orange Creek. (laughs) Sasha changed it back to Red River. That's my girl. Probably smart. And Donna said Blackwater, which is a Doobie Brothers song. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, (laughs) The correct answer, so close, you two, Green River. No! Green River, one of the two songs. They they never got to number one. Creedence Clearwater Revival, CCR never had a number one hit. They had five number two hits, including Green River. That's kind of fascinating. That is fascinating. All righty. That means we're going to a tiebreaker. Yes! And Sasha, that means you are uh, playing as well. Can you hear us? All right, we can hear you. Now, when you yell out your name, that is going to be your buzzer. I will stop reading the question as soon as one of the three of you yell out your name and try to answer this question. If you're right, you're going to win. If you're wrong, your opponent will get to hear the entirety of the question. Is everyone ready? Ready? Yes. Tiebreaker to start things off on this Monday. Here we go. This was a dog's name for Blake Shelton. It described a beverage. Donna. Donna.
1: Old Red. Red is the color red. Thank you.
0: That is correct. You (laughs) got it. it. Darn it! Finishing the question, it described a beverage for UB Forty, a dirt road for Brooks and Dunn, and a solo cup for Toby Keith. That, of course, is red.
2: Oh man! Congratulations, Donna. Thank you. Big win, Donna. Sorry, Sasha. Oh, I'm
1: really sorry, Sasha. Hey, Sasha.
2: Listen, I would suggest I'm going to tell you what everybody tells you all the time, and it's very difficult to actually implement. Go sleep when the baby sleeps, okay? You just go lay down on that couch, okay? Okay. (laughs) We
1: love you. Thank you. Thank you you for listening. Okay, bye. I feel bad.
2: Why? Because you just robbed a tired mother of some joy? You shouldn't feel bad about that. Thank you. I have a tip.
1: Do you want it to be official?
2: I would like it to be official because I think it counts as a tip, loosely.
1: Time for a tip. Everybody on the show getting tipsy. 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 Very fun. Thank you. I have a movie
2: recommendation. Okay. Um, For families, just you, you need some littles to, to really enjoy it. But it's from the 90s, from 1993, which means... Oh my gosh, 30 years ago. Don't say things like that. That's just the math that I just did. Ah! Oh my gosh. Okay, I'm over it. Wow. Anyway, came out 30 years ago. I don't know why I thought of it recently, but then I was like, oh, I, I should watch this with the kids. So last night we downloaded what was one of my favorite movies as a kid. Called Rookie of the Year.
1: Oh yeah. Yes. You know this? Uh, this isn't Dennis Quaid, is it? No, this no. is not Dennis okay, Quaid. That's just Rookie.
2: Mike knows what I'm oh, talking absolutely. about. Absolutely. This okay. came out in '93.
1: Okay. And I got to
2: tell you, we watched it last night. It holds up like this is a this is a good story. So this is the the story of of a, a kid. Young kid, around 10 or 11 years old. Henry Rowan Gardner. Hen- I I that's
0: because my uh, best friend's still his fantasy football name. Oh, is he that just, right? That's his oh, team that's name. Name. cute. Because we love this movie so much.
2: I used to love how much, too, the the, the manager never calls him by the right name. We yes. found that really entertaining as children. Um, anyway, this is the story of this kid, and he's just not good. He plays Little League baseball, but he's no good at it. And then one day, when some punks from the baseball team are kind of making fun of him and they like hit a ball, go get it. And the girl he likes is over there. Then he starts running in the schoolyard to go try to catch the ball, slips on a baseball, Aww. breaks his shoulder. So then at the end of the uh, time in the cast, if all summer in the cast, such a drag, they realize that they have his tendons have attached in an abnormal way to his bones and they're too tight to the point where when he lifts, his shoulder up, kind of like you used to have done it, it would creak. And then he was like, when he would lift, like, and wind forward, like, if he wanted to slam his hand down on the table, it would, like, go really fast. Hits the doctor in the nose. They're like, what is going on? Long story short.
1: Too late. No-
2: <laughs> <laughs> he gets a ball hit out to him, like a home run at Wrigley Field, Chicago. You throw that ball back. That's the Chicago Cubs tradition. And then he throws it back. Cubs are having a tough season. And Donna, all the way from the outfield, this 11-year-old whips it all the way to home plate. And they're like, who just threw that ball? Somebody go find him. The Cubs need to sign him. Then it's the story of an 11-year-old assimilating into the Chicago Cubs organization. He goes from being down-on-his-luck Little League player to talk-of-the-town Chicago Cubs relief pitcher. And it's just great. It's great. The story is, is good. I like the, of course it's it's tropy at times, and you know you can spot where it's going, but it's just a cool story, okay. and then what happens by the end of it, even the final frame of the movie was well done. It held up. it's under two hours. I got it on Amazon Prime, so I rented it for four bucks. Sue me, I had a good year and <laughs> uh I would encourage you to watch it if you have uh, baseball lovers in particular in your family. It's called Rookie of the Year
1: Got it, thank you.
2: What an awesome show that was. Daniel Stern is in it, Donna, who plays Marv in the Home Alone movies. John Candy is in it. Okay. He does the play-by-play. Gary Busey uh, plays the Rocket, a washed-up pitcher who ends up kind of taking this new 11-year-old pitcher under his wing. It's it's Dude, really entertaining. All right.
1: I'm on it. There you go. It's Movie on the Rock. list. Thank you. When we come back, uh, oh, you have a list of 10 social norms that don't really make much sense.
2: Yes, we all do them, but if we stop and think about them, they're kind of weird, aren't they? We'll go through it. It's a fun list. That's coming up when we return. It's Donna and Steve on My Talk.
1: Good morning. Welcome back. Donna and Steve at your service on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Am I right?
2: Very, very right.
1: Boy, the music in that Barbie movie was very good, it was really fun upbeat stuff, you know?
2: Yeah. It's under look. two hours, too.
1: Yeah. It's like 90 minutes, I think.
2: It's like the same length as Rookie of the Year.
1: Ah, look at that. Who knew?
2: What a movie, right, Mike? So good. Gosh. Love it. And then, of course, after I watched it, what did it recommend? The Sandlot.
1: Ah, mm. oh, I love The Sandlot. Little Big
2: League. That would be oh, saw that that makes-
1: one. What's the greatest baseball movie of all time?
2: You know... Don't I'd say go, field of dreams. I was You're not just gonna to say, say that. field of dreams. It's major league with major a bullet. league.
1: Oh, major league with a did you say with a bullet? Yeah,
0: like that. <laughs> obviously, is the answer. It,
1: okay, you know. All right.
2: Yeah, major that league. is good.
1: Never saw that one. Oh, who's that? Oh,
2: you would like a Charlie Sheen?
1: Oh yeah, I think I did see that one. Winning. How about the um, the one with Jonah Hill and Brad Pitt? Moneyball Money is great. That was really Money good. Money Ball too. is a
2: great, well written. All right, you know what?
1: Uh-oh, here we go.
2: Pappy changes vote on a Monday. More like a moneye if you're excited about what you do, right? I'm going to change it to Moneyball.
1: Okay, really? Yeah. How about the one with Susan Sarandon and Tim Robbins and What is that one called?
2: You you It's Rob, a Rob-
1: classic. Why do you do this to me?
2: Mike's already, don't even open a new window. Right. Mike's already far <laughs> ahead of Got your it. Google right now.
1: Tim Robbins, you know, the, she, they're like know jersey chasers. You know what I mean? Okay. The, like it's women who Bill are Durham. like. Bull
2: Durham. Bull Durham. Bull Durham sorry, yeah. I have yep. that. Yeah, Bull Durham. Okay.
1: Yep, yep, yep. Raging Bull. All right.
2: Running of the Bulls.
1: Wow. Okay. W- would you
2: ever? How much would I have to pay you for you to run away from Bulls chasing you?
1: That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard.
2: What are you talking about?
1: That is, I would never do that. Do you, do you really think?
2: $25 million in cash? I w- you wouldn't just sprint when I say go?
1: Not even a chance. Wow. No. I'm not money driven. Stop trying to make it about money.
2: <laughs> $25 million is a lot. You know what that would do, Donna? It would evaporate every money stress that you have right now.
1: I don't have any money stress.
2: That's a lie from Satan. All right, that's fine. Don't lie to me. <laughs> okay.
1: All right. I just want to be contrary. I'm sorry that I brought
2: Satan into the conversation <laughs> on a munye at that. Wow. Uh, all right. These are 10 social norms that don't make any sense. Okay. This is kind of fun. Somebody went on social media and said, what are some of these things that we do that, like, if you really just think about it, they're kind of weird. Like, for instance, and I like some of the phrasing on these is good, too. It's kind of weird that we pay tens of thousands of dollars to bury corpses in the ground.
1: Yeah. That's weird. That's why um, cremation has got such a surge of late.
2: To think that there are so many dead bodies in the ground below us. Just like deteriorating.
1: And then we buy this beautiful, nice box to put them in. Why? Yeah. What's the point? Can I go on? Yes, (laughs) that's number one. Social norms
2: that when you really think about it, they're kind of weird. Somebody said, balloons. Here's a plastic sack of my breath. Happy birthday. (laughs) 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 That's funny. Ties being the standard for business attire is what one user said. Why? Well, they're asking why. Why do they have to fasten something, they being men, tightly around their neck? that just covers the buttons on their shirt. What's up with that? Why is that a thing?
1: Wow, we could do this with everything in life. Absolutely. Huh?
2: How about this? Cards. Giving Hallmark money in exchange for a piece of paper that someone is gonna look at for about 10 seconds and then forget about forever.
1: I started eliminating that.
2: What do you do instead?
1: Just a gift. Here's your gift. Nice words, blah, blah, blah. Your special. You write
2: a little note with it?
1: No, I just give the gift. But then I you lose out my...
2: on the words of affirmation. Eh. Well, to you, maybe. I didn't but...
1: even give my niece a, a wedding card. I just Venmo'd her some money for her honeymoon. What a... That's what the kids want.
2: I was going to say, they what don't a want trashy thing to do. But it's not. <laughs> okay. I mean, because it feels you know, very jersey.
1: Well, no, because on every site, you know, every wedding site, it's like donate to oh. our horseback riding adventure. Donate to our honeymoon fund. You didn't like like
2: that for a while when it was specific. Okay. I think it's kind of nice. It feels very transactional. Yes. But what the hell? So is a check inside of a card that you spent an extra $7 on?
1: You're right. I'll get over it. Working on it.
2: Social norms that are kind of weird when you think about them. Here's another. All the random rules about texting people. Texting is supposed to be a way to talk to people and they can respond at their own convenience. But now we all have this thing of, you know, I sent them that text yesterday. What do you want people to do? Stop down in the middle of whatever. You know why I don't text people back a lot? Why? Well, two reasons. One is I see it. People will text me during the radio show. I'll see it while I'm doing something. I see it and I acknowledge it. So I feel like, oh yeah, okay. But I feel like if... So then I want to keep going because I'm, I'm doing something. But I also feel like in addition to that, having, I admit that's a shortcoming of, of me. I see it and feel like I've had the communication, but they're like, did he see it? Because right. it doesn't show you read on right. my text messages. Sure. But I also feel like if I say one thing, I don't want to text you back until I've got like five minutes in case this is going to turn into a back and forth thing. Because then I feel like, oh, now I got to check to see if they answered the question and then had a follow-up question for me. So that's why I try to keep my distance.
1: Wow. All right. Just feels a little dismissive. That's all.
2: Just because you were sitting around and had the time to text doesn't mean that the person you're texting is in a zone to stop, drop and roll and sure. engage. That is true. Oh no. What did Martha say? You know.
1: You're right. You're right. Okay. Like I, I turned my phone completely off when I was at the movie because I was like, I don't want the distraction. If someone texts me, then I feel pressure. So I just eliminated that.
2: You know, you can also just turn it on. Do not disturb if you don't want to power. I don't it know how to do that. I will show you during the break and you will feel empowered.
1: Thank you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you kind of sound like Paris Hilton when you do that.
1: <laughs> Thanks. Wow.
2: Mm-hmm. Here's another one. This I really like. Because I've kind of called this out before, Donna. Social norms that are kind of weird when you think about them. Clapping. We show appreciation by smacking our hands together I to don't. make a noise. Which was the how we started. We put our flesh mitts together. Yeah. Like we're just smacking our flesh. Mitts. Our flesh. Well, did you like it? Yeah. Well, I didn't hear you smack your flesh together. <laughs> did you really like it? All right. Yeah. And did it ever start, was it, were they thigh-smacking early? Were they, you know, chest-smacking?
1: Right, right. That's
2: I wonder. Funny. The evolution Stomping. of... Stomping. Yeah. That made me
1: uncomfortable.
2: poets, right? Yeah, no, you're supposed to Yeah, I didn't know poets. that. I
1: didn't know that. You taught me that. Thank you.
2: Buying litter. We Nothing. buy special dirt for our cat to poop it?
1: I don't find that weird.
2: That's because you have long personally used a litter box.
1: One time, you're labeled for life.
2: Hey, did you invite litter box lady to the party again? (laughs) It was a prank.
1: Have you told me about someone who did a prank like that? Yes. (laughs) A friend of mine who's like a professional, (laughs) like a broadcaster, who did that at a party (laughs) at someone's house so they'd freak out when they got up in the morning. Oh, Mike is nodding as if he knows. No, Mike is nodding. Yeah,
2: you've alluded to the story before. Did he rake it? Did he I, cover it?
1: I don't remember.
2: Oh, my gosh. What a dirtbag. <laughs> totally. I know exactly who you're talking
1: about. You don't. He doesn't work in this market. Oh. Anymore.
2: I assumed it was Mus.
1: Oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I immediately oh, it was no. like, Good oh. guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that feels
2: appropriate. Oh, okay, bye, bad. Sorry, boss. Uh, Love you. <laughs> Um, Acknowledging other people's sneezes. A social norm that when you really think about it, that's weird.
1: I get offended when people don't acknowledge my sneeze.
2: You are so dramatic.
1: (laughs) I get offended. (laughs) I do.
2: You're so easily offendable.
1: When I moved to Minneapolis, that was one of the first things I noticed. First of all, people don't yield. That's number one. Number two, nobody says God bless you. That was my observation.
2: And I've said that if I ever ran for public office... If I could institute a rule, it would be every state of the union, let's say I'm president, I would get up and say, God bless you, tight, we're done. Until next year, we're good, we're clear for the rest <laughs> of the year, we need to stop doing this.
1: Yeah, you might be right.
2: Because um, it would be like if you acknowledge every time somebody uh, scratched their itch that they had on their eye or coughed. or sniffled in. Sure. Just like, stay out of my business. Okay. I didn't <laughs> want it to happen. <laughs>
1: my business.
2: None of us wanted that to happen. Let's just keep moving. Are there more? Yeah. Using a customer service voice that sounds nothing like your actual voice. My
1: friend Mary does that. Like, she'll be like, blah, 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 blah. Hello. Oh, yes. You can make it out, too. Yeah. And I'm like, what did you do with Mary? What is that? You're scaring me. All right. Anyway, is that all?
2: Yeah, that's fine. That's enough. All right.
1: That's more than enough you are more than enough ken
2: oh barbie talk thank you when we come back (laughs) uh, a couple of cool story about people who were offered the role of michael scott in the office but turned it down that next on my talk